With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Why, we could talk about this when we're actually recording. Listen, we were so excited. We are recording. That's the gig. Okay. Uh, go. Hi, All it's right. Brittany. And Windsor. And you are listening to Thanks. I Hate It, a week bi-weekly social commentary podcast where two friends shoot the shit about social issues. Mm-hmm. Throw shaded unsuspecting targets. All them. And talk about 23 and Me. Yes. Bling bling. Bling bling. This bling. is not a sponsored podcast. Fuck no, because we don't sponsor anybody but ourselves. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. So today we, like you heard in our intro, are discussing 23 and me. So we're going to go very, very briefly. We're going to do an overview of 23 and me very briefly. I don't want to give them too much airtime because then it sounds like a sponsorship. We're going to talk about, you know, how law enforcement used it, how we've used it, and where this information can go next. Woohoo! So I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to start us off, which you guys, if you don't remember this fact, um, is not always. Sometimes I shut the fuck up in the beginning, but not today. (laughs) So 23andMe is a biotech company out of California, which go fucking figure. And they basically do DNA testing um, as their core crooks of their business. And then they also have recently started to do like trait testing um, so basically you spit in a tube, you send it to 23andMe, and they send you digital results about yourself, your lineage, your likelihood of liking cilantro, anything of that. I am less likely to like cilantro, which is bullshit because I fucking love cilantro. So you guys are fucking wrong. Or I'm making myself like it to combat the fact that I think it's more, it's not that you like, you, you like it or you don't like it. It's either it tastes like soap or it doesn't. And I, mine does not taste like soap. Yeah. Like you can still Fucking not God. like it, but it not tastes like soap. It doesn't taste like soap. Thank fucking God. So um, here's the vibe. It's actually super beneficial for those of us that are part of the African diaspora that came out of the slave trade. Also for indigenous folks whose lives were also spread across the world. Um maybe some Jewish folks who had to kind of spread out after, you know, those that were not caught mm-hmm. by fucking Hitler spread out yeah. into different areas. Because they so- do have Ashkenazi Jew as a, uh, I'm 0.1%. That's how I know that that it's actually as on an- your DNA report. Mm-hmm. And I will say based on my own experience, um, 23andMe is as they get more data, they are getting more and more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll talk about very, very briefly when we go over my own experience. Um, 
but it gives a lot of information about ethnic groups, things along that line. So if you were somebody, especially somebody born in the United States, who is not a first generation, second generation, third generation American, the likelihood that you are categorized based on your race is very high. Um, if you are Hispanic or Spanish or Latino, the like you also have that additional ethnicity um, portion. So you may be classified based on your ethnicity, but very, very likely you're classified as white, black, brown, um, if you've got very strong native features, you may get that classification as native um, or first nations, something along these different lines. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. Um, 23andMe is believed by some to be just straight up junk science, regardless states and the Fed got involved because they saw that people were utilizing this service and they were just like, well, wait a minute, it's going to need some regulation. And that regulation and talks of regulation have gone back as far as 2008. And with um, 23andMe, they very recently started to get approvals by the FDA to do some of those genetic testings that let us know if we think that um, cilantro tastes like soap and or if our hair is likely to be thick follicled or thin follicled. Mine mm -hmm. said mine is very likely to be thin follicled, which is actually true because the follicles of my actual hair are very thin they're like little invisible almost pieces of wire i just have a lot of those very thin follicled hairs so they were not wrong they were absolutely right um as winter will likely touch on in her portion um if not i mean we can we can fuck around with it it's not a big deal um there are a lot of privacy concerns that have come around out with using 23andme um i know that she's going to touch on the law enforcement aspect but essentially, you are giving your DNA to someone and they are putting it in databases that mm -hmm. are ultimately in some way, shape or form, possibly being by, used by law enforcement. Again, Windsor will get into that. Um, but also, they're getting information about you that is not regulated by the health information and portability. Health information and portability. Portability. Accountability yeah. Act. There we go. Of 1996, bitch. Um, I literally just wrote HIPAA, so the fact that I got as far as I did in that, magic. Because you actually know what it is. Literally. This is one of the very few things I know. 1996 was kind of a wild year for laws. We'll have to talk about that one day. Um, but 23andMe does have to adhere to state law as far as privacy goes, as far as sharing your information goes. Unfortunately, some of us live in fucked-ass states, so... You know, they probably know everything about me at this point. And that's fine. I literally just applied for a job at the FAA. So somebody knows everything about me. Um, mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever. Dope. Um, so since I was a very, very, very little person, a lot of people love to tell me that they thought my mother was some type of South American or that she was like, had some native in her. Her family loved to claim that Cherokee princess. Um, love, live, laugh, loved it. And because my mother, she's a dark ass white girl. Like she's got very dark features. She's always had very dark hair. Um, and so this was just the narrative that they ran with. And so I started um, a free trial of Ancestry.com because I was like, I'm going to find out where the fuck these people are, you know, came from. And in that trial, I got brought up um, this advertisement. I got advertised to basically for 23andMe. And I said, shit, I'm just going to go straight to the goddamn source. Let me tell you, there is no 
indigenous, not an ounce in my mother's family. And telling my her family that just chef's fucking kiss. Of the, so the funny thing is, so is that good. I, according to this, there is some, there is about 10% native, mm-hmm. uh, which is significant. Yeah, that's so pretty that's fucking there's, significant. It's, there's about 10% of First Nations DNA in my body. We're not going to go into how that could have gotten there because I am white. So I'm sure that we all know how that probably ended up happening. Goddamn right. But it's so funny because it's from my father's side. I know that mm-hmm. because my mother doesn't have it. And and so then you have my mother's side and they're like, I was like, just being, I was being stalkerish and I was like going through their Facebooks and stuff. And it's like, um, like Native American, uh, pride and this and that. I'm like, I'm literally looking at y'all's DNA and you don't have any. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's very interesting that you said, um, the fact that you have any, and we know how that got in there. Um, so I am 50.3% European. And I am not 49.7% Sub-Saharan African. So there was some white in there. And there was some white people doing some shit. We know how that got there at some point. Because the numbers that I have do not equal 100% Brittany. That's beautiful. But with that being said, 50.3% European, um, over 36% of that is French and German, which is why I'm such an asshole, where my mother likely got those dark features. That's because we're um, cousins. We are cousins. Um, I'm also 2.3% British and Irish, so I'm also kind of Mary's 15th cousin at this point. You're welcome. Um, also 0.2%. Um, broadly northwestern European. I'm assuming I'm that came from five broadly northwestern European. We need to go to Denmark and get our fucking citizenship. Listen, because... we, we could be Iceland as Icelandic. Yep. We could be fucking uh from Finland. Oh, that's Scandinavian. I don't know. Oh wait, no. I could be you. We could be Ukrainian. I don't think I would fare very well as a Ukrainian. Um, based on recent news stories, what the fuck? Yeah, like we could be Albanian. Let's be Albanian. Oh, how about Serbian? I heard the Serbs will fuck you up. Romanian. Okay. Romanian. Let's be Romanian. I think we're gonna do that. We're gonna that be Romanian. Good. How and then, American of us? How American of us to colonize somebody else's culture? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um. And then I've got 11.6% that is Spanish and Portuguese. So very much um, colonizing, very colonizing. And the interesting thing about the Portuguese and the Spanish specifically is that they blend into my sub-Saharan African because- The transatlantic slave trade. The transatlantic slave trade. How do you think Puerto Ricans and Cubans were made? And also, what are the Philippines? Were they just colonization or was that from the slave trade as well? That's colonization. Okay, yeah. That's colonization. But um, 38.1% of my 48.3% is West African. Um, 
Ghanan, Liberian, and Sierra Leonean. And Sierra Leone is where actually where, um, I don't know if you remember this text that I sent a while back, but 23andMe was actually able to give me ethnic groups from Sierra Leone. So Temni and Limba are two ethnic groups within Sierra Leone that I have, like my DNA was associated with. And that's a really big, big I deal. did just fucking smacked my microphone I know but that's a really really big deal because these are coastal folks in a coastal country um that was part of this transatlantic slave trade probably one of the most affected areas of it absolutely and this is important because despite inhabiting the continent of Africa as indigenous folks for over 2000 years, we don't get a lot of this history. But if I look at my own personal history, there are a lot of aspects that blend into the Sierra Leone portion of life, which is so wild and crazy. And um, the area is super tropical, which is probably how I can deal with heat, but fucking hate the heat. Um, And it was overrun by the Portuguese in the 1400s. So Freetown, um, which was eventually established as a major hub for the slave trade, ultimately became like a literal Freetown where free Africans would settle. They would return back to Sierra Leone and they would like fucking demand their freedom. They'd be like, no, bitch, we're not going to do this. And so the fact that this part of a country that literally is an island that sits the bitch basically faces the united states it became a huge hub for taking slaves across Mm -hmm. and the reason that finding those ethnic groups is so important is because for anybody who didn't know africa is the most ethnically diverse location on the planet reminded everybody that it's a continent not a, yes. it is not a country, a continent, I, a very big continent. Very, very big continent with a lot of different ethnic groups that have different languages yeah. and customs. And so, and when we people, all originated there, every last well, one of us, and did. But when people are just like, "Oh, well, Africans," well, <laughs> you cannot break oh, this shocking. down. There are literally thousands of ethnic groups in Africa. There is mm-hmm. no other place on the planet that's as ethnically diverse as africa um so when you're thinking about very specific ethnic groups from sierra leone and where they ended up you do end up with a britney because many sierra leone slaves that came to the americas were dropped in the space between um i forget what the name of the place is and i obviously didn't write it north carolina coastal through Georgia, ending at Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. which is very, very specific. But that's where a lot of these Sierra Leonean slaves because that were it was forced, it was pretty it was the easiest route came right fucking across. And so it's very much the Gullah people that you hear about today. And this binya, is binya. very binya binya. But this is very specific because that is very much the culture that I was raised in. So. And there's a lot of things that I do that I never knew were part of this culture, which ultimately came from this culture hundreds of years ago. And your ancestors have been able to pass those things down. I mean, yeah, it was through wild adversity, but it's it's actually even more impressive with everything that there were still those little things that literally so many things that um I do today as I've been slowly getting more trying to learn more about like 
the cultural relevance of who I am as a person, because sometimes as Americans, we, and this is just based on my own observation, we will do things that are very black and white, literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. So we are engaging in cultural aspects. Like if your meemaw makes a mayonnaise salad, that's a cultural thing likely Mm -hmm. for her. Even if that culture is Appalachian poor white. Um, but Appalachia absolutely is a culture. It is its own fucking culture. Get out of town. It's amazing. Like, uh, I, I want to learn more about it, but I'm afraid to visit, um, because of the racism that I'm because they, and they literally don't know anything else. A lot of them. Exactly. Like it's very much a learned event, but there are pieces of it. Like there's a dance called the ring shout that if you look at some black baptist churches in this area there are variations on the fact that i literally eat rice with every meal that is an old gala instance like you are fucking eating rice dinner is not complete if you do not have rice Mm -hmm. with it or um haints which we talked about in our alabama episode using the color indigo these are all things that came i mean yeah it's an amalgamation of a bunch of different things because you had a bunch of different people that spoke a bunch of different languages being forced to do a bunch of different things but it's things like that that 23andme has opened up my worldview to and so i personally find it to be interesting even if the girlies find it to be wild um i will say one of the wildest little pieces on my 23andme report that i'm going to tell you about before i turn it over to you is i am 0.5% Western Asian and North African. So like that Pakistani, Middle Eastern type shit, which is probably why I'd be loving me some wild spices. So I actually, so this is actually really good to bring up because my, I've had ancestry for about three years. I've had 23 of me for two years. And in that time, my my results have changed as their data uh-huh. pool grows. So yep. I went from having a, the vaguely Asian, like, um, like East Asian, things like that, South Asian. And those are now gone. And they are actually, those percentages made my indigenous American higher. Oh, Okay. So, which was just amazing to me. So mine, I am 89.9% European. Yeah. A bitch white. She white. She whites. I mean, that is what it is. So I- I Your name is Windsor girl. Yeah. I mean, thanks mama. Mm -hmm. So I am exactly a quarter British and Irish, um, mostly from the United Kingdom. Um- let me see. I'm trying to zoom into whatever fucking country this is because it's like really dark blue, but I don't know. So mostly from the United Kingdom because I didn't prepare for this. So yeah, listen, <laughs> this is life. And if you guys expect preparation and you clearly you don't know anything about our podcast. Yeah. And one of them, it my the main one is actually Greater London. Okay, so, fancy bitch. We got to go visit your right? homeland sometime. When we so this money. is where we're cousins. I am 23.5% French and German, but this is really German more than it is French. I think those two are like, because it literally says that I'm from Baden-Württemberg, Germany. 
See, that's insanely wonderful. That's the breakdown that I don't have mm-hmm. for my whiteness. I got so, it for my blackness, not for my whiteness. Here's even more of my whiteness. I am 22.7% Scandinavian. Specifically, yeah. mainly from Mir Ogromsdal, Norway, and Vastra Gotland County, Sweden. So She's so white. So white. Then I have the uh broadly northwestern European of 18.5%, where we discovered that we just decided we're going to be Romanian. Yeah. Uh, because it sounded cool. Yeah. 0.2% Ashkenazi Jewish. And 9.9% Indigenous American of the Great Lakes in Canada. Which wow. makes sense because I am a Midwestern bitch. Oh, that's right. That's right. She is. She do be from the Midwest. But the thing is, it may not. Maybe it's not from my. It might not be from my father's side because they're all Southern. Like Arkansas and shit. But because just because my mother doesn't have it doesn't mean that her relatives didn't have it. Like, because the, the DNA is weird like that. The DNA is fucking weird. And what? I think I'm going to make my mother do one. What? I'll fix it later. The TV's not working. It probably got unplugged. You know that the fact that you just said that people they're probably losing their fucking minds right now no it's just my tv my bedroom tv oh i was like you know that they cannot deal with that shit. and there's also a one percent trace ancestry for broadly sub-saharan african we're also cousins we're family at this point like family family we have proof mm-hmm and it says the genetic diversity of sub-Saharan Africa represents both the deep history of humans in the region and the recent migrations that have carried people from Western Africa to both Southern and Eastern Africa. As a result of this ancient and complex population history, it is difficult to assign some DNA to a specific population within that general area, which is valid. And then there's the random 0.1 that's unassigned because I am a mutt. So there's always going to be something they can't find. But yeah. And what's so sad is that people used to call me that when I was in school. It's actually kind of trifling. Yeah. So it's like if you're if you call somebody who's black a mutt, it is racist. If you call someone who is white American a mutt, it's just the truth. Don't let them Mayo Crusaders get you down. I hate you so fucking much. You bitch. I can say those terms. Bitch. I'm white. I can say that. It's giving a little racist, and I love it. <laughs> I'm racist <laughs> against my own people. Me too. But here's the gag, though. You can't be racist against white people. You can be prejudiced, but you can't be racist. So I have two wild stories. Okay, I'm ready. I'm so, so fucking ready. Because these are were stories that were told directly to me by uh, like people I personally know and mm-hmm. they didn't put their stories on the internet for everybody to read right I am going to be very vague I will not use any real names just going to tell the basic story she's not even going to use pronouns you guys well I might get a little confusing if I don't <laughs> but regardless so The first one is a couple of years ago, my office shared space with another office and the girl who worked in the other office 
the girl who worked in the other office was just like, I just got the craziest email. And she was just like, yeah, you know, I did the 23andMe. I'm excited to see like exactly what I, like how it is. Just, you know, shooting the shit like we all did it for. She gets an email from 23andMe that they found a close relative. So they give you emails when they find right. someone who is that of a, a sibling or a parent what they found a half sister bitch i've been waiting my whole life if god is gonna tell me that i don't have a fucking half sibling out here get the fuck out of town yeah and not only that so this is important backstory she was in her mid-20s and her parents had her at a later age so they were already in their like 40s and like 50s when they had her and her siblings. The sister was in her 50s. So she emailed Okay, her. so she's from a previous relationship. Previous, yeah. Okay, I was really trying to figure that out. So, now mind you, but her parents have been literally together for they just celebrated their 50th anniversary. No, they didn't. So, um, so she gets this email and she's like, "Hi, you know, uh, my name is so and so. I, I, uh, I just got the twenty three in me because I wanted to see if I could find family and find out where I came from because I was adopted. So, so you know, obviously it's really weird. And she's like, you know, just give me some time, um." And like, she's like, just give me some time to kind of process this and I'll get back to you later. Yeah. So she's going back and forth. And then she's like, how the fuck do I tell my father this? And so it's like this whole thing. And she's like, I don't know what's happening. Long story short. So she ended up did reaching out to her. The mother gave, her mother gave her up for adoption at birth. So they figured out who her mother was because he has only been with a handful of people. It was his college girlfriend. So she either left school or she graduated or something and never told him about the pregnancy and just gave the baby up for adoption. That's an episode of Law and Order. Mm hmm. So, you know, obviously this was a big emotional deal for Maybe quite Fuck yes for everybody involved but um they've met a few times in person um you know they're working on relationships and you know but everybody's doing good now i mean obviously like you're as close as you can be for someone you haven't met for 55 years or so yeah so, i mean i can't wait to find my real rich father <laughs> who's not a cop who's not a cop and rich. Don't yeah. forget the rich part. Mm -hmm. So here's my second story. And this one's even crazier. Oh, no. So um, my uh, my friend, her brother went no contact with his entire family. Dropped off the face of the earth. Damn. Um, He'd been having some depression, things like that. And just like he was having a rough not really getting along with certain members of the family, not my friend. They were, but he just, you know, was just like, no more. 
So sometimes years you gotta go do what by. you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Years go by. And my friend does a 23 and me just for funsies. Yeah. And she gets this weird message from some random uh, uh you know family member. It's like you're like fourth cousins twice removed. Mm-hmm. You share 2.6, you know, those. So like the, the person's like, hey, I, I know this is really weird, but um, can I really need to talk to you? So she's like, okay, like what's going on? Long of the short of it, she's like, um, I put my information into this database and I got a phone call from a detective who was who found a familial match in me for a John Doe. So and so like her like that mem- get off of that you're gonna break it that member of her family, uh, her extended family was like researching this because. Like, mind you, my friend ha- comes from a very small nuclear family. Like, not a lot of them and none of them have DNA tests done. So she was the first one and she's like, I just saw when it popped up that I got the notification. I When I went to put you in my tree, I noticed that you would have had more relation. And she's like, maybe you should call this detective. She calls the detective. And um, the John Doe was her brother. No, 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 that's not what I wanted. And he died very, very, very soon after he went no contact. Uh, They found his skeletal remains. Oh, fuck. Probably one of his favorite places to be. As, you know, horribly tragic as this was, it brought closure. He's okay, I'll give no you that. No longer in a box in some kind of storage or unmarked grave or yeah. what have you. I'll um, give you that. So it's horribly sad, but I was gonna say it doesn't not make me fucking sad, but but there I'll at least there's that. closure. There's closure. But, they got closure. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna bring me into my thing on twenty three me and law enforcement. How did this detective? get that information bling bling here's how they got that information because the family member who it matched with put their dna into a different database because there is another database that like like you can upload your there's multiple databases actually you can upload your information in and you can put it into this database and the olivia shh so you can put your information into the database for the sole purpose of finding familial relations that's that's what the point of this is and for this reason like people can also upload genetic profiles of anyone it could be a john doe it could be a missing person it can ah! be um they generally don't do it with suspects in an active murder unless it's like one of like the golden gate killer wasn't he found by yep, he was found by that shit so he was found because they had his dna on file 
yep. and put that DNA into one of these databases and got That's a somebody hit else. Yep. off of someone else who uploaded their thing. So that's how they get around that because 23andMe does not give your shit to the cops. So 23andMe does not give your shit over to the cops unless they have a subpoena or a valid search warrant that, and it has to be very specific because guess what? Genealogy from these kits are not admissible in the court of law. Really? They are not, there's no chain of evidence. Oh, that's very true. So, um, and also the lab, which is actually part of the requirement of having this chain of evidence, only get your date of birth and your sex. That is it. So they they don't even have Brittany uh, Brittany Buttonham at theirs. (laughs) Yep, they don't have that bitch. Nope, they have Scorpio ass hoe female. That's exactly. If it doesn't say that, I don't want it. Yeah. So there that right there just shows that they can't use that because there's no other identifying information. Exactly. Which is why it's mostly cold cases and missing persons and things where they do put that into these in hopes of especially cold cases. Because also when we're talking cold cases, there's not a very big budget for these cases. Yeah, that's true. You can just upload that DNA profile into these uh, pools and wait for a notification to come in. So that enables you to actively work on a case without actively working on a case. And funny thing is, is that I, when I was looking at this, this girl just did her, her DNA. This, these girls, they were triplets and there is two identical and one fraternal. And they kind of just wanted to get the DNA tests all together to see like, how their DNA actually matches up. Like are if they're the ones who are identical, like is their DNA identical and things like that? Yeah. Now, mind you, they were told their entire life that they were Italian. Oh, Italian no. heritage was big to them. I'm so scared. Guess what wasn't on their DNA history report? No, they weren't Cherokee princesses. No, they weren't. They were not. Ah. So and it turned out that their DNA, that a missing person was, it was either an uncle or a grandparent that had that close to DNA, a missing person. So 75 years after this four-year-old, six or four-year-old was kidnapped in Manhattan, they figured out that he was alive and well. Um, I think they're both dead now because- it was a long time ago uh, that he was alive and well that whole time. And he, then there's a, there's a bunch of family lore and all that shit. I didn't really yeah, go into it all the but time. Basically that is how that these things work. And they found that out too, because that, that DNA from the brother was put into these. So it's a lot, but I'm going to read to you directly from their website uh what they do so 
what they they will not surrender customer data consumer data without a proper subpoena good and part of this is also they will only test samples that are sent back in their collection kits they will not test samples that were done in anything else so that is a consent to test when you send it in their 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 uh kit okay and The longer you talk, the longer it's going to take me to finish. So 23andMe chooses to use all practical legal and administrative resources to resist requests from law enforcement, and we do not share our customer data with any public databases or with entities that may increase the risk of law enforcement access. In certain circumstances, however, 23 Me may be required by law to comply, comply with a valid court order, subpoena, or search warrant for genetic or personal information. Yeah. 23 Me requires valid legal process in order to consider producing information about our users. It will only review increases defined in uh, 18 USC section 2703C2. And that has to be related to a valid trial, grand jury, or administrative subpoena, warrant, or order. They must be served on 23andMe by personal service, just like subpoenas in a court setting. Mm-hmm. 23andMe will consider releasing additional account information or transactional information pertaining to an account only in the response to a court order pursuant to this. And addition, in addition, will only consider inquiries from a government agency with proper jurisdiction. Right. So you can't just be asking for dumb shit. Correct. Now, also, they will say, unless it is explicitly stated in the subpoena or search warrant to not notify the suspect or the pers- the customer, they send an email to the email on file stating that they got a subpoena for their genetic information. Good. And they... They they take a certain they have like I think usually like thirty days to respond to, respond to a subpoena, so that gives the customer time to take legal action or whatever they need to do. Right. So they can get their lawyer be like, uh uh-uh, uh, we're not doing this. You don't it's, have any. You don't so, have any ground for this yep. shit, bitch. Back off. Yeah. So they do give you a chance to get your shit together. Um. And they have never in their what has it been like 15 years now they've yeah. never had a valid one of these uh subpoenas served to them and have never given out customer information to law enforcement good i bet you it's because you have to be able to specifically say because we deal with this um florida wildly has very good domestic violence laws um and so if like the police don't bring you a very specific warrant or whatever you don't say anything. And so they likely have things like that protecting them. Thank God. Yes. And so they also do, uh, hold on a second, Duda. So they also will give it to them if you, as a customer, sign a very specific and explicit release of content. And okay. they will, so you can do that. So if it's kind of like, trying to prove that there's no way it could have been me. Just look at like whatever, like yeah. Da, 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 da. Check out my 23 and me. Like it couldn't have been me. I, I don't think anybody's ever done this, but it is in their terms of use. 
They will not give any of your family members his information unless they too also writtenly express. So you're only going to get a breakdown of certain things, but you don't get access to the familial relations. Good. And it says the use of 23andMe personal genetic service for casework and other criminal investigation falls outside the scope of our services intended use. Also, it is a violation of our TOS for law enforcement officials to submit samples on behalf of a prisoner or someone in state custody who has been in charge um, with a crime. That's right, bitch. You can't just be, be fucking around. Like, you can't just go buy a 23andMe kit and be like, here, do this. Prisoner. That, that is a, like, but also if they, they probably already have their DNA if they they're do. in jail. So they're well, really- theoretically. I mean, if they're in jail, you should be able to figure out a way to get their fucking DNA. Otherwise, you have no I you have no business running a fucking jail. Legally. Yeah. That being said, if you submit and or upload your information to these companies, you still have the option to opt in or out of familiar sharing. So okay. you can do it and then not get access to any relatives. I kind of like that. That's also something that Ancestry has behind a paywall anyway. You're unfindable. You can go on there and look, but they can't find you. And also there are another thing about privacy. If anybody, any of you have had this, you know that if a person is alive, there are no pictures unless you upload that picture. Oh, I didn't know that. If you go into your family tree, so your family could have uploaded pictures of your deceased relatives. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. But if they're alive, if they're listed as alive, even if there is a picture that they uploaded, it will not show on there. Good. You can add it into your own personal one. Yes. But they can't, nobody else can see that. It's another privacy issue. And it only will like, say whatever name that that person put on their name so to it yeah so i will say that the the privacy laws are actually pretty good with these but take it with a grain of salt because you are giving your dna to a private company yep which i've already done so i mean yeah fuck like it, but whatever also here's um don't do crimes don't do crack and submit your DNA to these. Yeah. Also, don't do two crimes at the same time. If you're gonna do a crime, do one at a time. Yeah, and don't hit. Don't get hit with the third strike. Once you hit two, don't do another one. You're done. You're done. Also, fuck the police. Fuck the police. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, don't do crimes at Walmart and use your debit card and hide your ID at the self checkout because I the watched cameras that on the self checkout machines can literally see into your wallet and they take and they hold onto your credit card information. That is why you can go to Walmart and say, I don't have my receipt for this. Can you look it up through my credit card? Yep. So if you're going to do dumb shit, petrifying, wear your mask. Don't have your wallet out showing your ID. Use cash and be the fuck out for whatever you did pay for. Exactly. Also, fuck Walmart, but fuck Walmart. But yeah, so that is 23 Me. Did do you have anything else you want to add? 
I just have these two very, very humorous um, quotes. So these are reviews. So the first one is from Carl. DNA friend linked my DNA to a string of unsolved murders committed in L.A. in the 80s. While my lawyer has advised me not to discuss the case, I can say without a doubt that I did not murder the Roonies, Harpers, Sanchez's, McDowell's, or Christillo's. Also, I found out that I'm 132nd Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Next one is from Paolo. (laughs) He says, "I, I always suspected that I had brown eyes. But DNA friend finally confirmed it. <laughs> love it. Absolutely I, love it. Honestly, it's like reading one star book reviews. They're fucking gold. Gold. Oh my there- God. Here's one from Beth. DNA friend results are truly life changing. I found out that I'm not related to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's from Sophia. Looks like I've got a race between Alzheimer's and Parkinson's coming up. How exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited to learn that I have DNA. (laughs) This is wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. So that is DNAfriend.com, a DNA website parody. We should also look back at these in a year and see how much they've changed again oh we're gonna have to because if we don't we're not gonna really know who we are yeah like i mean we've already decided that we're cousins on on your mama and we're double related realistically we're double related oh my god that sounds incestuous so like i saw a thing where it was basically like if you're creole you're double related like, like it was like somebody. Well, so Creole, Creole is a mix. Yeah. Creole is actually a word that came from Sierra Leone, yeah. one of those um ethnic groups. But if you're Cre- like Creole, literally just makes a mix of things. Yeah, but they're like, if you're Creole, uh, you know, you're not Creole if you're not double related. And then like <laughs> this person was like, I'm not double related. And then she's like, wait, she pulls up the twenty three and me or whatever that there is an uncle who's also like her grandfather like oh, great great like real great, great. double related like, like great great like nope. twice removed but like because i mean it, it is a very small community so it's not hard i mean we're all pretty much probably quadruple related if we go back far enough like, this is why they say six degrees of separation. Yeah. Didn't we all come from literally the rib of some dumb hoe? That rib came from us. Yeah. We are the rib. But yes, so that is our little mini dive on to 23andMe. Yeah. Uh, proceed with caution if you're going to do it. Um, But have fun. Yes. Have yeah. fun. Don't commit crimes. And happy Valentine's and Day because today is Valentine's Day, y'all. It's not Valentine's Day. It's, it's not Val- Valentine's Day. It's going to be Valentine's Day when this fucking gets released. I know, but I just like the way she said that and I had to throw oh my, my piece in there. So, fuck yeah. it. So, you going to say goodnight? Goodnight. Say, goodnight. Remember, you're that bitch. Come on, say it. Say, it. say drink your water.
Drink your water. And good night. Good night. <laughs> good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.